Yeah! I don't know if I'm going to poo-poo all of it. and Just maybe a little bit of it. There's some parts of this that I like. There's some parts of this that got me pretty excited. Slee, maybe not as excited as, as you, but uh, I'm excited for most of this, I think. Okay, not going to lie. Yesterday, <laughs> after Lakers talk, doing a live stream, Carlo and I, Carlo sets it up. We're doing the live stream. It's kind of a social show. And some of the comments, hey, can you get Trav more on board with this Westbrook stuff? I said, guys, I'm working on it. <laughs> Can you give me a little bit of time? Can you give me a little bit of time? Let let me – you got to – this is how I got to approach things like this, right? I'm very (laughs) cautious with how I come at you. First, Uh I kind of let you give your opinion. And then I I try to let it, you know, bake a little bit, let it settle. Sure. And then, you know, now I got to kind of wait for the season to start, and I got to find the right opportunities for you to say, hey, Al, you know what? I like this. I like where this is going, but I can't do it in the off season. I can't do it right now. So no. to those who were who were asking me to convince you, I need a little bit more time. No, you're, it's going to well. What it's going to take is for Russell Westbrook to become a different basketball player. So go ahead and hold your breath on that. <laughs> we'll see whether or not that changes. I think you need to. You don't need to work on me as much as you need to work on Russ becoming a different type of player. But uh, we'll see. That being said, the Russell yeah. Westbrook trade, I don't like it. I don't think that it did really anything that the Lakers needed to do in regards to adding that third story. That being said, some of the things they did do yesterday, I am pretty excited about. I, you know, it's so funny to me, Sleep, because mm-hmm. when Dwight Howard was here the first time, it couldn't have been a bigger bust. It just, it was a total bust that his play was just okay. He wasn't particularly healthy. He didn't gel with Kobe. It just, nothing about that really came together. And when he left, it was like, good riddance. See you later. That was a disaster. And then when he came back last time, it's like, eh, you know, it doesn't cost him anything. If he, if he be, if he, if he's Dwight, we can just cut him loose. No harm, no foul. Turns out the guy was remarkably valuable to what they did last year in winning a championship. And he was an incredibly important piece of all of it. And I think that that could be true all over again. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that he may be able to do that. But of all the pieces they made yesterday, that's the one that has me most excited. And I never thought I would say that about Dwight Howard's third tour of duty with the Los Angeles Lakers. I really liked that they went back and got Dwight. Well, what, what's interesting, I mentioned this to you yesterday, and I, I don't say this lightly. I'm telling you, Trav, and, and you know this as well because you were doing all these shows the, the one name that I heard the most last season about where the Lakers, Laker fans thought the Lakers screwed up on, it, it wasn't Danny Green, it wasn't Rajon Rondo, even though Rondo got some noise as well, it wasn't Avery Bradley, it wasn't JaVale McGee, it was Dwight Howard. Why did you let Dwight Howard go? How come you yeah. signed for the minimum with the Philadelphia 76ers? How many times throughout the season would you just kind of hear people saying, could have used Dwight in that game? That would have been perfect to have Dwight in this situation. So I think that Dwight Howard in his third stint with the Los Angeles Lakers, um, I, I think you know what you're going to get from there. And, and we obviously have a recent memory to, to know what Dwight, what, what Dwight Howard is going to bring to the table. I find the other moves interesting. You know, I, you mentioned this. And a lot of Laker fans have talked about this. Where's the shooting going to come from? Mm-hmm. You got to have guys that can hit jumpers. Mm-hmm. They grabbed two guys that shot over forty percent last season from the three in Kent Bazemore and Wayne Ellington. Yep. You went out and got you know Trevor Ariza, who 
Trevor Reza is an interesting one. I don't know how much he's going to be able to play at this stage of his career. He's 36 years old as well, but a 3 and D guy that, um, you know, obviously is going to kind of fit into this mold of a veteran, somebody who's got championship experience, got a lot of playoff run, all that stuff. So that was kind of the model of what the Lakers did yesterday, which is not a surprise because you don't have that much flexibility to go out and, you know, do other stuff. But they went and got vets. They went guys. They went and got guys that are ready to come help win a team now. Yes, co-sign all of that. They went and got vets that will help them win games right now. That yeah. is, that is the most optimistic and I would think mostly accurate way to look at this. Mm-hmm. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. There's another way to look at this, which is they got really, really old. <laughs> that That's the other way to look at this. Dwight Howard is 35. Trevor Ariso is 36. Wayne Ellington is 33. Kent Bazemore is 32. Russell Westbrook is on the other side of 30 years old as well. You look at all of the guys that are on their roster right now, they have exactly one guy right now that is under 30 years old, and that's Anthony Davis, and he might be the most fragile of all of them. He might be the guy that you're least convinced is going to play a whole bunch of games. That This is, you know, we talked about it with the Rams. We talked about it with the Dodgers. We've talked mm-hmm. about it with the Lakers, too. But but this really is the ultimate example, Al, of them going all in on this. 100%. Because there, there, there really is no, okay, if this doesn't work, then we're going to shift into this. This is, we are all in. They're talking about going to get Carmelo Anthony later today. And mm-hmm. that Carmelo Anthony, I think, is 143 years old. I mean, this, this is, these are guys that are experienced on the best days yep. and old if it goes wrong it's and old if it breaks down and old if they don't make shots or can't defend this really is and just such a bold play by the lakers i like the boldness of it i respect that they're going for it i don't think they had many choices because with lebron you really do need to kind of just say bleep it let's go, yep. let's go all in on all of this but damn if they didn't do it they are a very quote experienced team moving forward. Well, that's the key. You know what you just said right there. I don't really think they had another option here, Trav. Yeah. And I and I think this is, you know, we, we say this, and I, I think there's something to it. When we say you got to go all in when you got LeBron James every single year, you do. And and by the way, every free agency, you got to go all in. Every trade deadline, you have to go all in. Every LeBron James is going to enter his 19th season in the NBA. And I know we, we say that so much, it probably gets old, but it's it's realistic and it's something that you want to sink in because if you remember when Kobe walk was walking into his 19th season in the NBA and with the Los Angeles Lakers, it was different. You weren't competing for a championship. There right. wasn't expectations to win it all. He didn't have the teammates and the players to support him and everything else. So I, I think you, you know you got two years left on LeBron's contract. A lot of these guys that you're signing right now are one-year deals. So they're going to find out, okay, what players make sense, what guys will fit, what guys will be, you know, obviously I, I'm sure LeBron and Anthony Davis are signing off on a lot of these vets in the process. And I don't really think they have much of a choice. So for those who are saying, because I got this a lot yesterday when I did Lakers talk, Al, they're so old. How they are. are they How are they going to, you know, there was a concern of, well, we got to go get guys under 25. There was a concern of, can we go get younger players? Obviously, the Lakers lost one of those young players in Alex Caruso yesterday, went to the Chicago Bulls. I don't think you're going to see many young players come to Lakers. It's going to be guys that they just have on two-way contracts. Maybe it's Alfonso McKinney who's already on the roster, but for the most part, you're going to see more vets coming to the Lakers. Yeah, vets. I, I, I like it. I like it, but... Old guys. That's What's old to you? Give, give that, me the age that's old. Over 35? 
I, I, I don't consider Bazemore and Ellington old. They're not old, but they're not young either. The, those guys are kind of in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. That if young is something below 30 and 30 to 35 is the middle and 35 and up is old, they're, old. they're in the yep. middle. They're, they're not young guys, though, either. And, look, I, w- I want to listen to Brian uh, Windhorst right here because I thought Brian Windhorst said something really uh, interesting about what we're talking about right here, which is they got uh, a lot more experience, they got a lot older, and the mix is really heavily tilted to one side. Here's Windhorst earlier. The Lakers are trying something that most teams would not try. Um, they, are, they are going against the grain. They are not playing the, the, the type of basketball here that so many teams are playing. And maybe it's going to work. I'm really hesitant to brand this uh, too reckless of a decision but it is a real roll of the dice and and you know the understanding that i have is like this is what lebron and anthony davis want they they want guys that they're close with they have a comfort level with and they're going to try to put together a team and they say in the nba you win with men and not boys i mean that is proven uh, year over year but it's nice to have a couple of boys around <laughs> well, maybe THT will fall into the. I'm, I'm going to choose young men instead of boys. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with that with younger guys as opposed to boys. It just it just makes me feel a little more comfortable to say it like that. But look, I I, I agree with Windhorst when he said you know the, it's not a reckless decision, but it is a bold one. Mm-hmm. Reckless just means kind of you know throw it out the window and yeah, who cares? We'll see what happens. This is a we got to do it because this is the bed that we've made. This is the position that we've put ourselves in with LeBron and AD, which, by the way, is not a bad position, mm-hmm. but it kind of is a one-stop position, which is you got to go in all the time right now because the boys or the young men that he's talking about, they just don't exist on this team, at least not right now. Maybe they can add some younger guys. Maybe THT is that guy that is on the other side of 30 years old and the other side of 25 in his case. But, man, oh, man, look – they're not done. I would not be surprised by the end of the day today. Carmelo Anthony is on this team. That the average median older. age that the average median age gets a little bit older. Um, yes. if that if that's possible. You know, you know what's kind of what's kind of fascinating. Think about this. Think about the guys that just all got shipped off over the last couple of days, and the guys that they didn't resign. It just kind of. I'm trying to make some comparisons to last season and this season. KCP is 28 years old. Kyle Kuzma is 26 years old. Dennis Schroeder is 27. Montrez Harrell is 27. Alex Caruso, right in that mix. I, I I don't know Caruso's age by the top. 27 years 27, old. 27, yeah. Okay. So last season you had a bunch of guys that were right in that kind of sweet spot of age. And there, there were some advantages, disadvantages. The advantages, these guys can probably run all day long, 82-game grinder, 72 last season, not a big deal. The disadvantage was – how much of these guys really had long playoff experience, uh, championship experience? Well, you had a couple guys on your former roster, but then you added Dennis Schroeder, you added Andre Drummond, you added Mont- uh, Montrezl Harrell. Lakers have gone completely opposite of what that blueprint was yes, last year. Think about that for a second. It, it was yeah, – no. and, and I was also the one in the offseason that was saying, hey, this is these are great moves because you got younger – you got more athletic. You got more. Um, you you can kind of paint the picture of. And we used it to our advantage. Of guys are playing for contracts, which means they're going to play really well. They're going to play hard because they know they can earn a contract somewhere else. I think that actually ended up working against the Lakers, right? I think it became more. 
that we'll never really be able to truly gauge it because Anthony Davis got hurt. But I, I don't know if Lakers are going to win a championship last year, but they, they would have been the favorites to come out of the West. And I only say that because, Trav, it's a polar opposite of what they what the blueprint was last season. This Completely. Is, this is more of a page from 2020 than it is 2021 or you know 2019, you could say, in 2021. But I, I would rather have vets than younger players. But like you said, some of the concern is these are not guys all between the ages of 28 and 32. They're all 33 and up. Yeah, it, look, I'm going to bring this back to baseball for a second and because I, I think this is a really good comparison. One of the most important things on a baseball team, and the mm-hmm. thing that probably we talk the least about, literally, I think it's the thing we talk about offense, we talk about starting pitching, we talk about home runs, we talk about who's going to pitch the ninth inning. More often than not, the thing that's going to determine your success in the postseason, the thing that's going to determine your success when you go through the course of a 162-game Major League season are those guys that pitch the 6th, 7th, and 8th innings. Mm-hmm. Right, it's those guys, those middle relief guys that you maybe, unless you're a diehard fan, you probably don't even know these guys' names. You don't even know which teams they came from before they wound up on your team. Right? They're just like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, this is Jake McGee. Oh, this is Victor Gonzalez. So this is you know just guys like that. You're like, oh, yep. where's Scott Alexander? You you just don't know them until they're on your team and they're pretty valuable. And here's the other thing, you also don't know if these guys are going to be any good year to year. A guy that could be really good one year turns around and can't get a guy out the next year, goes to another team the next year and his lights out, goes to a third team the fourth year and can't get – it's totally hit and miss, right? It, it's the hardest part for any baseball general manager to figure out are those guys who are your bridge relief guys. That's what all these guys that they just signed are. They're bridge relief guys. None of these guys are starting pitchers. That's LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. None of these guys are your sluggers. Those are the same three guys. These are your relief pitchers that come from different teams, some of them off of good years, some of them off some years that are maybe a little bit less good, and you just don't know until you see them out there. Uh, Dwight's that veteran guy that's been on a million teams, and you know pretty much what you're going to get. Sure. He's going to give you a performance that's pretty much in line with what you could expect that he's done historically, and I think he will. These other guys, Ariza, Ellington, Bazemore, we'll see who comes in next. You just don't know. They they could shoot 40% from the three-point line like they did. I wouldn't be surprised. They could shoot 33% from the three-point line. I wouldn't be surprised. They just kind of mix and match. And while I'm optimistic on Dwight Howard – when it comes to Ariza, Ellington, Baysmore, and whoever else might be coming in, it's kind of a, well, let's see. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it could work out. It could not work out. I'm really kind of taking a wait-and-see approach to this thing because I just don't know how these pieces fit together. I really don't know how they fit together at this particular age because how many how many days, weeks, months, Slee, did we spend saying, just let me till they get healthy. Just wait till they – I mean, can you imagine if one or two of these guys start to drop? And we're talking about instead of a 24 or 5, 6-year-old guy waiting to get back, we're talking about a 34, 5, or 6-year-old guy waiting to get back. It's totally different. Well, the one thing, the way you set it up, and I think the way you're kind of describing using bullpen guys as an example and everything else, I actually feel more comfortable when you explain it that way because the Lakers are going to be dependent on who this upcoming season. They're going to be dependent on Anthony Davis, Mm -hmm. LeBron James, and I think Russell Westbrook's third on that list of AD. I think is the most important player for the Lakers coming into this season. I could, okay. I was just going to say Al, the the order in which you listed yep. them. I think is the order in which they're most important. And that's why I, I purposely did it that way because 
the AD piece is the the most critical piece for the Lakers this upcoming year, and he's got to be you know top five in the NBA. He really, really has to be top five in the NBA. The LeBron piece becomes the next important because at his age, okay, is there a significant drop? If is is he exactly like he was last season? I, we don't know. You know, we're just going to assume LeBron's still going to be LeBron, and then Westbrook will be the last piece of those three, in my opinion. Those are that's your foundation. All these other pieces are literally their side orders. Okay, that's fine. Yep, you could add that. You don't have to have that. It's not make or break. So I I feel good because when I hear you kind of describing the way what what one reliever is going to meet, yeah, that reliever could be the difference of winning a World Series and not Mm -hmm. winning a game and not winning a Mm -hmm. game. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's did your starting pitcher deliver? Did all these other players come through at the right times with runners in scoring position? I feel like that's that that's going to be the Lakers this upcoming year. Assuming that the guy that you need to pitch the seventh inning doesn't give up four runs. <laughs> that your, your starting pitcher can go out there and give you six innings of shutout ball and strike out 13 but you, guys. But you know, but the- you know what, Trav? <laughs> can, can I just say this? Just think about last year. Kuzma wasn't doing it. No, Montrez no, no, no. wasn't I, even, and I, and let me let me. That, this is yeah. the reason why I'm explaining it. Montrez wasn't even used in the playoffs. Dennis Schroeder, guy, he was your he guy. Was, you pitch when you're down nine runs, <laughs> right? De- Dennis Schroeder, you know, I think we'd all agree. And if you want to make excuses for him in COVID, this, that, whatever the case is, most Laker fans were happy to see that he's not coming back with the Lakers. And I know that's not official, but you're just assuming that's going to happen. A lot of these players, KCP was inconsistent. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Um, A lot of these players, I think that you saw from the Lakers last season, it's not like you felt like they were delivering. And throw Wesley Matthews into that mix, throw Marcus Alt, nobody really delivered. So I think with some of these guys that the Lakers are bringing in, when I say I don't feel like you have anything to lose, I really feel that. All right, I want to hear from the Laker fans. What do you guys think of the moves that have been made and some of the moves that we're talking about might being made, namely Carmelo Anthony? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, and calling all LAFC fans. We're giving away tickets to see LAFC against Sporting KC tomorrow night at the Bank of California. Fantastic stadium, Slee, right? That was one of our favorite nights so far on Travis and Slee. Here's how you can win. Stay tuned for when we announce for you to call 877-710-ESPN and you can win a four-pack of tickets. Up next, one guy is not coming back. A very popular player among the Lakers. We'll get into that next, plus more of your phone calls right here. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. That's messed up, Funch. (laughs) Hey, shout out to Caruso, man. He's not dead. He's just going to another team. Let me say this, dead to Laker fans if he's not with the purple and gold. (laughs) Yesterday, doing Lakers talk, and I told Funches, I'm like, hey, Funch, uh, we come back. I want to talk a little bit about Caruso, you know, and some of these other guys that left, KCP, guys that won a championship with the Lakers, Uh and Kuzma. And he starts playing this music. I'm like, Funch, what is this? (laughs) 
about to cry over here on the other side. He's he's just got thirty seven. Hey, these guys I mean, gave us a championship, okay. man. You know who's not sad? Alex Caruso. <laughs> he's got thirty seven million bucks coming his way. He's going to get some time. I mean, some real time. Not that he wasn't getting time with the Lakers, but I, I'm I'm super bummed to see him go. He was a fun Laker player. He he he's one of those guys that when you showed Great up, story he's kind line. of a curiosity. Absolutely, mm-hmm. like a two way guy that's in the G League or was it the D League at the time? And kind yeah. of wait, is this guy really going to wait? How old is he? How is he bald? And he's twenty two years. Like the whole the whole progression to. You know what? He's pretty damn good. Did this dude you know just what? jump out of the gym? <laughs> right. Is this guy locking up other players in the league? Right. Right. We're and, losing and, so much swagger with him going away. That's the main thing. The 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 swag part too. I I will say this, Trav. I, I so I put this thing out yesterday, okay? And I think this is kind of a fair conversation to have. THT and Caruso. Lakers could have paid Caruso. Yeah. They could have gave him the money. So I, I think that was kind of part of the confusing part on this, uh, on, on why the Lakers didn't go out and try to get him. It's not like it was a crazy amount of money. No, I mean by NBA standards, it's kind of middle of the pack, right? It's thirty-seven mil? million. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a nice deal for him. I, I'm super happy for him. I hope that he plays a lot. I hope that he plays well, and I hope that he comes back to the Lakers at some point because I think he's he's at his very best when he was out on the court with LeBron James. When LeBron wasn't out there, Caruso was. Yeah. Kind of a guy. He, I mean, he's, he's an NBA player, to be sure, but he wasn't a difference maker. But when LeBron was out there with him, it's like, you know what? He is making stuff happen out there. He could knock down a shot. He was all over that. I, I really liked him with LeBron. Without LeBron, he's a little less effective. And last I looked, LeBron wasn't going to Chicago. Okay, uh, you mentioned Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Laker fans that are out there, eight seven 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 ten ESPN, you could you know react, obviously, what the Lakers have done. But I, I think what's a, a fascinating story here. Carmelo Anthony, like you said, could very well be a Los Angeles Laker. I was uh, I was mentioning this that I was a fan of Rudy Gay. He just signed a two year deal with the Utah Jazz. Uh, Jeff Green is another player that I thought could be a good fit. He's gone. Is it? Are, is this just a matter of time before Carmelo Anthony joins LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis and is a part of this Lakers crew? Why not? Go get Darko. Go get Dwayne Wade. Go get them all. Go, go, go. You want go that back draft. To that yeah, you want that draft. Early 2000 drafts and just take everybody. Let's do the first ever Champions League in the NBA simultaneously with guys in their 20s. It's a. Uh, it's a it's a bold play. I, I you know I'm excited to see how it it, it shakes out, but I really do think it's going to be one of it's going to be great or it's going to be a, oh boy now what do you do? I really don't think there's much of a middle ground with this group of guys. It's time for straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, and like you mentioned, Slee, Laker fans and their reaction to it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Let's start in North Hollywood with Harold. Harold, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Well, I got a name for the Slaker team. Let's start calling them the geriatric squad. I mean, when they take the first fall, when they start falling down, uh, guys, they're going to go down to the bottom. There's no future with this team except now. And when you're picking up all the, you know, let's be real. These guys are old. I mean, how are they going to contend with teams like Phoenix, Denver, Utah in the West? We got to be realistic. I think the Lakers are banking all that money they spent on uh, AD, who, who's who's on the bench all the time with something, and thirty-seven-year-old LeBron James. And you know, a lot of a lot of the top guys do not want to play with James because he he hogs the ball. I do not know how it's. I'm a UCLA guy, and I, I love Westbrook. How is that going to work? 
Yeah, Harold, let me jump in on there. Look, I, I don't know if the list of guys that don't want to play with long LeBron James extends past zero guys. I mean, who wouldn't want to play with? He goes he goes to the finals about every other season over the course of his career. He passes the ball willingly. He's a, he's a very, very good teammate by all accounts. So I don't know about that. I think that the idea of them being really old sleep, we do not have an answer to this until the season starts. We can speculate all we want. We can talk about this guy's this many years old, this guy's that many years old. But until we see it, we don't know. And then we see it in December. It's going to look different in February. And neither one of those really matters all that much. What it matters is what does it look like in April? How fresh are they? And then does all that experience pay off? Because all these guys that we're talking about have played in games that matter, really. I, I'm, I'm going to be the one at risk of eating crow. And that's okay because I'm the one that said – Go get another all-star type of player and then just surround the team with vets. And, and that's that's literally what they're doing. That's exactly and what they've done. If the last caller says, you know, there is no future, they're just going all in. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. And, I, you know, frankly, I, you can't really build after LeBron yet. You just can't. You know Anthony Davis is going to be under contract. I don't think there's any reason to worry about... Once LeBron James is done, Lakers will figure things out. The dust has to settle. You got to go out and try to get another superstar. All that will come in time. LeBron and uh, and Russell Westbrook both have two years left on their contract. There's a reason. I think there's. It's not a coincidence that those both of those contracts will expire at the same time. So, do you have to go all in? We keep saying you have to go all in. We keep saying don't waste a year. We keep saying you got to. You know. Put all your poker chips to the front of the table, and I think the Lakers are obviously doing that. Yeah, this isn't just all the chips that are on your table. This is cashing in your 401k and selling your car and putting the deed to your house and your children's 529 accounts. This is not just all the money in your pocket. This is all the money that you have. This is you've sold, you've liquidated everything you have to get this done. This is not just a big play. It's It's the ultimate play because if it doesn't work, now what? You don't have picks, and all of your guys are very, very old, with the exception of Anthony Davis, who we've talked about is probably the would, most fragile of all of these guys. Would you? Would you have? Would you have done it differently? Would you no, have? I don't think I would have. I, yeah. I, and, and that and, and that's, and, and the, that's thing. the point, right? Like yeah. I, I think that's the thing is that's why, and I think you've said it best so far. Until they actually start playing, and we see what this looks like on the court, can we then be really critical? But I, I'm with you in the. I don't think they could have done something different or should have done something different. I think what they've done so far has been the right thing for the short term. And I'm going to steal your thing where you said, you know, each day we're going to come and see, I told you Russell Westbrook was a terrible idea or see, mm-hmm. I told you Russell Westbrook was a great idea. It matters what it looks like starting in April, not what it looks like in sure, November, in December. It matters what it looks like in April. That's the part that matters the most. All right, let's try another one. 877-710-ESPN. Mike is our next stop in Anaheim. Mike, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Yeah, uh, I am a longtime Laker fan. Listen to you guys every morning. I think they made good moves last year. I think they made good moves this year. But honestly, I think unless they change the coach, I think they're going to be in the same boat because I don't think he really makes adjustments uh, with the personnel that he has to the advantage. You know, let let me say this. I appreciate you calling in. Trav, this is one of those things where, look – It's common in sports. Kenley Jansen blows a lead in the ninth, and callers are calling in saying, that's it, Dave Roberts, he's done. Let's move on. Forget about the World Series that you just won. (laughs) Frank Vogel was in a similar situation last season. 
you know, Anthony Davis gets hurt and all of a sudden everybody's trying to talk about LeBron was out for how many games and everybody's saying, you know, the problem is Coach Vogel. No, the problem <laughs> is your superstars weren't playing. So I, I, when people go at Coach, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that he's John Wooden. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that he's Phil Jackson or he's Popovich. But unless you have all your pieces that are available – um, you don't have a chance to win, and, and there were plenty of times last season where the Lakers didn't have all their pieces, but yet they were still expecting the Lakers to deliver as if Anthony Davis was there and healthy. I, I watched not every Laker game, but damn near every Laker game, and all the Laker playoff games and everything else, and I could count on one hand mm-hmm. and not use all my fingers the times I thought, you know, what's Vogel doing? Just it just didn't happen very often. It, it, it had it had very little to do with his decision making. Where like why isn't this guy playing or why aren't they doing this? It really didn't come up very often. And, and quite the opposite. Going back two years ago in the bubble, I thought look if we're going to criticize him for last year, which I think is a, li- a little bit out of line. Go back to the year before that, where every go back to the beginning of Frank Vogel's tenure with the Lakers. Sure, you, does anybody remember what that was like? Yeah, remember he was a placeholder career? for Jason Kidd. Before that, mm-hmm. but, but when they literally hired him, that was the day magic hit the button. That that was the oh, yeah. day that magic tried to blow up the whole thing by talking about Rob Polinka and how all the things he said about him. And it was like they had a press conference that was about magic and Rob Polinka and Vogel sitting there just kind of looked like, does anybody want to ask me a question? Chad, That's the, I, that was the introduction. And he won a championship. Fast forward through all the things, the bubble, the mm-hmm. pandemic, all of that stuff, and they won a championship. So c- slow down on Frank Vogel's the problem, please. I, I, I forgot about that, and I was actually at that press conference. <laughs> it was incredibly awkward. Every question you're right was. was at Rob Palenka. <laughs> Frank's just sitting there like, hey, uh, you know, let me know if anybody needs anything from me. But that, that, was, that was one of those kind of moments where you're right, coach has gone through that. By the way, let me just read this real quick, and I know we yeah. got to go to break. Help me understand this one. Ryan Ward uh, sent out this tweet. Believe it or not, the Lakers are favorites to sign DeMar DeRozan according to Sports Betting AG. So Lakers plus 200, Bulls plus 225, Clippers plus 225, and then Knicks, Sixers, Raptors, Timberwolves. Is... That's an interesting piece that still we have zero clarity on. And I'm not saying he's coming to the Lakers. And I'm not saying that he's going to go give up a ton of money, even though he did say that about a week ago or two weeks ago, whenever that was. But to have him as still the favorite, to to have the Lakers still as a favorite, that's that's an interesting one there. And I would love it. Of all the moves that have been done so far, if that one gets thrown into the mix as well, that would go to the top of the list for me. That would be the best deal that they've made so far. We'll see whether or not it happens. That's your Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Still a whole bunch of Laker fans on hold. We will get to as many of you as we can. 877-710-ESPN. So THT or Caruso. Let's talk about that. Did they keep the right guy? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Congratulations to George and what is that, Caesar, for winning the LAFC tickets. So you guys go and have a good time. Slee, that was a good night for us, getting to hang out with the uh, Travis and Slee listeners, the ESPN 710 listeners, getting to see a little soccer, getting to see Bank of California rocking the way that it was. That was a good night for us. Do you remember pregame when I kind of put my soccer hat on and I said 2-1 LAFC <laughs> and it was 2-1 and that was coming from <laughs> – what, 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 what am I going to go with? Either either I was going to go 2 1 or 1 nothing. It was like two, a 50 one, 50. Maybe, maybe get a barn burner. You get a 3 to 2. Possible. Not totally out of the question. It was basically a 50% chance in soccer to, to, to guess the score. <laughs> Remember when Antonio thought he was going to beat me in the beer chugging contest? That was the biggest mistake of the night. That was the biggest miscalculation of probably the entire sporting season. Do you remember when it took me 45 minutes to finish my beer? Yeah, you were still working on it as we were walking in the parking yeah. lot, I think, if uh, memory serves. Can we? Can I take this out? <laughs> you got a to-go bag? You got just got the – can I just pour this into my, my water to bottle? to-go bag. And when we can see I was track. very, very disappointed in you. I, I thought when the spread came out and there was sliders and there was pizza and there were hot dogs and there were bratwurst and there were cookies, you look like somebody in incredible control. <laughs> And well, I was the one before. that, you know, was people wanted to talk or we were having a conversation. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'll just gonna, I'll be back in just a second. <laughs> You're well, all talk I, when it comes to food. No, it's not that. It's I'd like to do my work in private behind. The I, scenes. I, I like to, to yep. get I like to, you know, some people like to work out in a group. You yep. know, they like to do like the CrossFit team thing. And then other mm -hmm. people like to go in and just do it by themselves and yep. not be around the others. I'm, I'm that guy. I, I don't like know if CrossFit is the example you oh, give no, it's perfect. for eating. I don't know if those go together. Somebody who's getting a workout in, burning calories, uh, working on their body, and you using a buffet-style no, eating as an perfect. example, a comp. Because, because here's why. My wife has been doing CrossFit for, gosh, 12 years, and she's mm -hmm. like, she's she's all in. She's one of the fanatics. Okay, Does she she's talk about it the, a lot like when she's, she's with people? She's all in. Okay, let's just put it like that. So she will yep. say to me every once in a while, you know, you should come. And I'll always say to her, let me ask you a question. How many times did somebody yell at you at the class today? Mm -hmm. I don't know. A couple. I'm like, there, there you go. If the, until the answer is zero for several years in a row, I have no interest. I have no interest in bonding with some accountant from Tustin that's in the same spot that I am. Sure. Let's, just, let's sure. just go do our own thing. Much like me doing work on the uh, chicken fingers. Travis and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Los Angeles this time. And Daniel, Daniel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Daniel? Daniel, go. No, I know Daniel. Let's try a different one. Let's go to uh, Long Beach this time. And Robert, Robert, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Robert? Hey, thanks, guys. Love the show you guys have put together. Um, I'm I'm very, very excited that Taylor Horton Tucker is still on our team. And I think that having not been traded, he has the, the shot in the arm of confidence that he needs. Anybody who's been paying attention knows that that kid is a star in the making. He is going to jump out of his shoes at some point, and I am very, very happy that we still have him. I think that the cherry on top of this season, which will be a successful season, in spite of the fact that I think there will be chemistry issues with LeBron and Russ, I think that THT is going to have a banner year, and this team is better for him still being here. Much as I love Caruso, THT is here to stay. I'm stoked about that. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you calling in, bud. Yeah. Um, Slee, let me ask you this. Yeah. I'm not talking future. I'm not talking yep. projections. I'm mm -hmm. not talking about what this is going to look like two years, five years. Mm -hmm. All right, looks like we uh, lost Trav there for a quick second. You hear me, Trav? Gotcha. Got you? Okay, yeah. go ahead. So for the 2021-2022, the upcoming season, who is more valuable to the pursuit of a Laker championship? 
Caruso or THT? So, you know, it's, it's funny because we are having this uh, – I was having this conversation. I, I think I mentioned to you I put out this tweet that uh, who, could, who should be more of the – who should be more of a priority for the Lakers, Caruso or THT? But I think the way you placed it is better. By the, you just saying, just worry about this upcoming season. You're trying to win a championship this upcoming season. Which of those two players is more important? So by putting it that way, I would have leaned towards Caruso. By, by just saying this upcoming season, because there is really no conversation about long-term. Long-term, Talon Horn Tucker has an incredible, incredible upside. Uh, what that player could be in three, four, five years, I think is going to be, you know, obviously amazing. It's, it's fantastic what he can accomplish. But just this upcoming season, I would have had, I would have had more dependency on Alex Caruso because it's a guy that's going to focus more on the defensive side. He's a player that can guard multiple players. We've seen it already. Where Taylor Horton Tucker, more of an offensive punch, more of give me the ball, I'm going to go to work. So if I'm just talking about this upcoming season, I would have said Caruso. This, their very small hedge, that that's the way that they went. Because, let, look, and, and I don't think this is likely, but let's just say the whole thing goes up in flames, right? Mm-hmm. That guys can't stay healthy, that LeBron's injury last year is the beginning of the aging process. We, we've seen it before, right? We saw it happen with Kobe. That Kobe really never got hurt until he got hurt all the time. It, this is how it kind of goes. Is he the hedge that Anthony Davis and THT are next, whereas these guys are the now? Is that the one little small hedge that they kept him back? I think they really, really think he can be a baller. I really think they have this value for him. Let me give you an example. Trade deadline. Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, and uh, THT to the Toronto Raptors for Kyle Lowry. Lakers didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. when we talk about going all in, that's an all-in move. That's a, we're trying to win a championship right now. Who cares about the future? I think they really, really genuinely value what THT is going to eventually be for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I think that's the reason why he's still on this roster because a lot of these other guys they feel like can be replaceable. THT, it just seems like, in my opinion, they feel is an outlier. He's not one of, he's not KCP, he's not Caruso, he's not Kyle Kuzma, he's not Dennis Schroeder, he's somebody that they think is going to be different. All right, we'll get more Laker phone calls coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll talk about the Dodgers and the Astros coming up at the top of the hour as well. It's a huge series for the Dodgers and not just to even some scores. That's 20 minutes from right now. But coming up next, it is Bunch of Funch. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. You don't think it's Bunch of Funch. You know it is Bunch of Funch. And ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Hit it, Funch. All right, guys, during yesterday's Nationals and Phillies games, Nationals outfielder Victor Robles found a visitor visitor in a dugout in the bottom of the eighth inning and brought him on the outfield with him (laughs) for the final three outs of the game. So I'm guessing, Travis, you know where I'm going with this story. I do. Okay, only the visitor that he had was a huge praying mantis that he found in a dugout. Ah. And he and then he put the, the praying mantis on a, a top of his uh, cap for the final three outs. You know, while they say insects... The, par- the paramant, it was there the entire time. The entire, the entire ninth the inning. On the bill of his cap. On enti- yeah, for the final three outs. It's luck. Yeah. Well, the, like I was going to say, while they say insects, insects are a sign of good luck, it wasn't for the Nationals as they lost yesterday 5-3. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know much much about praying mantises and stuff, but they got to be on my top five list of rodents, insects, and animals <laughs> that I'm just most scared of. Have you ever, ever seen a, a praying mantis up close? 
Yeah, they have triangle heads. They look like dinosaurs. They look like something no, from they look outer like, space. They look like an alien. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> those so, are not nearly as scary as some of the other. <laughs> There's much worse creatures than those. Well, with that said, do you have any rodents, insects, or animals you're just scared that just scared a bejesus out of you guys? I'll start with you, Travis. Well, I, I am. I, I've, I've told this before. My one of my great fears in life. You still have is, a python? <laughs> I don't have a python. Okay. Is I don't know how I'm going to go, and none of us really get to choose how we're going to go, but consumed by an animal is at the top of the list of the ways I don't want to go. So hiking with mountain lions and bears and things like that, like apex predators, yeah. terrify me. I'm not scared of bugs. Bugs don't, whether it's spiders or praying mantises or, or anything like that, that doesn't really give me the willies too much. Snakes don't scare me too much, but you get an apex predator, sharks, grizzly bears, mountain lions, I'm out on that. Um, no uh, safaris in the near future no. for you? No. no. Unless they have them in South Orange County, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not going halfway across the world to look at an antelope. I'm well, you're, you're missing out because uh, that is fantastic. All right. Um, it, for me, I can't – listen, if I see a spider, the world's not over. But have you ever been to you know Hawaii or some of these other tropical areas mm-hmm. and – you're just tra- or Funches, you were just there. Yeah, you're just walking around, and it's like if I walk through that, it will bite my face off. <laughs> Those types of spiders, I just can't do. Spiders, really? Just step on it. It's over. Yeah, but you those black widows can really leave Bro. a bite on you. <laughs> not if you step on it with your shoe. No, it can't. It will eat That's your it. shoe. It's it not going to eat through the shoe. bottom of your Jordans. It will absolutely <laughs> go through the sole and just start. <laughs> at the bottom did you, of your did you guys feet. see what happened to Jorge's foot? Jorge no. works here. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, he um, right. had a black widow that bit his foot, and his foot blew up to size of like a bowling yeah. ball. Yeah, his, his foot great. was huge, and he just put it up on Twitter just very casually. My, my worst fear is having a bee in the car with me, like while I'm driving yeah, and just being one. like, that's I don't know what to do point. here. Yeah, bees that's are petrifying, point. too. You guys seen, seen My Girl? Well, oh, yeah, look, that movie, My Girl, where Macaulay Culkin dies it, because of a bee. Saddest, if you're allergic to bees. Spoiler alert. If you're allergic to bees, I get it. But otherwise, it hurts for an hour and then you move on. It's not the end of the world. What's next, Punch? All right, guys. So Amazon is going to start doing some next level stuff when it comes to making purchases at their new Amazon physical stores. They will have a new thing called Amazon One where they'll scan your fingertips instead of using your physical credit card or even your phone to buy something. Mm. Now, some drawbacks include the use of collected data to target ads and shopping recommendations oh, and stuff like that. that. They would never do that. <laughs> Amazon says they only delete customers' palm signatures if users explicitly close their accounts or do not use their feature for more than two years, according to you know, uh-huh. Amazon. Sure. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to start with you, Sleo. Is this something that you would use instead of your cards and your phone, or is this new technology too creepy? For you to use. All right, here's the deal. They got our information already. Okay, so let's stop pretending like they're not this Zoom call that we're doing. We're also not, you know, it, there isn't a thousand other people just looking to see what we're doing, what we're talking about. Let's stop pretending that our phone isn't tracking everything and it literally is wherever we're going, uh, what we're talking about, targeting our. Let's stop pretending like this stuff is not going on. Don't forget so the I'm, microchip in your vaccine that you have. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> I, I'm, so, with all that said, I'm all in. Take my info. Help me with what I need to shop. Target whatever I'm talking about so then I don't have to think. Let me think less. Look, we're, we're doomed. Okay, we're, like we're you're screwed. Like, <laughs> like you, you kidding said, me? Al. 
There are robots doing full backspins, 360s out there from from Boston Dynamics. You want me to worry about finding out that I, I have interest in going to grab a, a an umbrella or something? Yeah, yeah. If if you want to target my uh, Doritos purchase, fine, go ahead and do it. Because uh, to your point, every time you to open your phone, what do you do? They take a picture of your face or your thumbprint. They've already got everything. You carry this little thing around everywhere you go. This is the microchip in your vaccine that you drag around everywhere you go. You're telling them every I, – I assume they have my retinal scan. I assume they have my fingerprints, my voice print, whatever, whatever the only it thing, is you're the only using. Thing I have going, the only thing in. I have going for me, Trav, is I'm so uninteresting that they're like, let's stop wasting our time. <laughs> well, that's exactly Let's stop right. wasting our time. Let's just move on to somebody else. All this guy does is use his credit card to pay for golf and food. What is what is, what is he doing? Liquor rumors, too. What, what, is, what is he going – Why does Elton Campbell keep coming up on my searches for jerseys? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just trying to buy a book. I'm all in. Take whatever I want. Go to space for 20 minutes, Bezos. You can take all my money. I don't care. You win. All right, guys. Uh, next one. Do you guys know who Mike Novogratz is? No. Okay. Good dude. He's what, Good dude. He's what they call a crypto billionaire as he's worth over $5.6 billion. Nice. And he calls himself the Forrest Gump of cryptocurrency. I don't know why, but I'll take his word for it because he's over a billion you know, a billionaire. He whatever. got in really early. That's what it is. Just like how a force gun got in on Apple really early. <laughs> well, over the weekend, he had the parties of all parties in the Hamptons. Okay. He, he Has he had a special performance from Miley Cyrus? Also had a Nathan's Hot Dog pop-up store or pop-up sure. stand. Sure. Complete with a hot dog eating contest. And Sounds Joey great. Chestnut made an appearance at his party. Now, <laughs> all in all, I'm guessing this party was close to or even more than a million dollars for just this one party alone. <laughs> Why not? So if you guys can have a $1 million party, you know, somewhere like Mike Novogratz did, where would it be? Who's performing? Who's showing up? What kind of food are you serving? Travis. Well, I, I don't know. The, the food's easy. We're just going to have, like, we're, every guy, every attendee, yeah. every guest at my party is going to have his own personal taco guy. We don't have to share a taco personal guy. Personal taco but guy, huh? You get a taco guy, Funch, and you get a taco guy, Slee, Pass and you get like a taco Oprah. guy, Emily. Everybody gets their own taco guy, so the food is taken Yeah, I hope of. you don't end up with a lot of money. Let's just say that. <laughs> and then as far you as You don't need 49 taco guys, okay? You don't need them. you. You need two stands at the most with two open bars, and you're good to go. Okay, He's you're supporting not frontline you, workers. Taco you guys. don't get a taco guy, Slee. You you can stand over there, and you can bring a brown bag lunch. You can have a PB and J because you've disrespected the taco industry. Therefore, you're out. You don't. Get I anything. was so confident about my take, and the moment you took my taco guy away, all of a sudden everything changed. Travis, you might be honest. Like... Travis, you might be honest something because you ever been to a party where there's a one taco guy and there's like a long line just Thank to get you, to the tacos? Funches. Right. Thank you. It takes 10 minutes. Oh, my gosh. That could be 10 minutes. You could be eating tacos. I don't no. understand how the That's math That's five, six tacos out. in for me. Thank no, you. It means that by the time you get your food, you have 10 minutes to eat it, to get back in line. 20 minutes goes through, and you're on round two. I just go back round with two. my plate and just start eating it as I'm going through the line. That way I eat that last bite, throw the plate in the trash, get a new one. Um, where I would do it, you know where I absolutely love? And, and it's just one of my favorites. It's beautiful. It's not super yeah. far away. Is Lake Tahoe? I might throw like some mm. big blowout on the on the lake up in Lake Tahoe. I think that would be a good spot. As far as um, use, maybe we get Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters to come along. I think that would Can't be a go wrong good with party. that. Yeah, I think that's my uh, that's my jam. What about you, Slee? 
I'm going to a quiet place, not very well known, called La Jolla, California, <laughs> and right. go ahead and uh, just put something there on the cliffs of the ocean, overlooking the ocean. And if you're going to be in that vibe, that environment, can we get a little reggae music out there? Can we get kind of that beach vibe, that very chill vibe from a food perspective? You know, I'm going to make it international. I'm going to throw Beach in. Chicken. I'm going to. Boiled chicken. Whose turn is grilled it? Grilled chicken. Whose turn is it? <laughs> I don't understand why there isn't Poached more control chicken. of when Travis <laughs> is talking when I'm talking. I don't understand how that's not more of a thing here. Slee, <laughs> well, I'm so disappointed in you. I thought the answer was going to be Staples Center around all the banners. Bro, I don't want to go like back that. to Staples. I'm at Staples <laughs> you know, 90 PTSD times. Elvin Campbell, Sedell 3 Center. in the crowd. Over six months, I'm there every other day. I'm good. Special performance by Shaq. <laughs> that That's like bad. literally, it's it's the equivalent of saying that, you know, you could go anywhere in the world and it's Funches you saying, I want to be in our ESPN LA 710 studios. That's the equivalent <laughs> of me going to Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your party sounds pretty good, Slee. I'm not going to lie. We need a couple of additional taco guys, but otherwise, not too bad. Thanks, Funch. All right. So the Dodgers and the Astros tonight. It's going to get chippy. I don't think that's a good idea for the Dodgers. I'll explain next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.